First off, man, we appreciate you being on the show. Appreciate you being down. We can caught you down here in Vegas, man, this good summer. But um, first question we want to ask you, when you first got to the league, who's the first person to bust your ass? First person to bust my ass. That's a great question, and I love telling this story. DeMarcus Cousins, bro. That was my first, like, oh, welcome to the league moment, bro. So I was on my high horse. I had missed most of, like, the first half of the season. I broke my thumb, missed, like, you know, what was it, 20 games or so. It's the middle of the season. I'm coming back. I'm in the West Coast. This is the Golden State Warriors team that just won the championship. Oh, he was I, with Golden State. No, 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 no. I was still with the Pacers. But oh, I'll say okay. I played against Golden State, mm-hmm. and I had my career high. I had 31, like, as a rook, and I'm, like, feeling myself, right? <laughs> but we was on a back-to-back, so we got to sack that next night. You know, it's mm-hmm. a quick trip. You get there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm on my high horse coming in there, kind of feeling myself. Uh, I think I came off the bench that game. Bro, when I said because I got everybody in foul trouble. Yon Mahimni was our starting center. Got him in foul trouble. <laughs> then he got Jordan Hill in foul trouble. Then he got LaVoy Allen in foul trouble. And I was like, all right, Miles, now's the time. Yeah. So, bro, he just he just dogged me. Like I said, he getting it from outside. Like he's body, all body, body, everything. <laughs> he was and mean. Bro was just like, exactly. Bro came in a dunk one. Oh, no, he got a crazy rebound. Look at me and said, you a baby. And I was like, I know what to say back. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so, so, so. I shook my head, kept that shit pushing. But I, mean, I ended up like having a decent game, but that was my first like humbling moment, I'll say. What, what was it about him? Because a lot of people don't speak on Cuzzy, man. I hate Cuzzy got hurt. But what was it about Cuzzy that he was doing that was just like bro. just a nun? Like, man, did he have everything in his package or like what he, what he was doing? Bro, it was a game within the game, mental warfare. Like yeah. just intimidating, bro. Like even if every now and then he'll, he'll impose his will on somebody. But like, I don't know, bro. Like he, he just had that like persona to him and whatnot. So that automatically as a rook coming in kind of intimidates you just a little yeah. bit. But like you ain't no bitch, so you ain't about to back down. You just keep yeah. rolling. But in the back of your head, you know, Oof, you know. So you just keep it rolling, and I don't know, man. And then as far as on the court, on defense, so you like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Especially coming as a young boy, you want to yeah. pop your shit a little bit. So, but nah, but with this game and whatnot, like I came in when he started moving outside. Like, the guys who had to guard him, like, on the inside, like, yeah. that's a little bit different. He's had that big body, long-ass arms, just boarding, yeah. shoot. And he got handled. People don't, people handle. don't, people don't like, you know, give him respect handle. for his handle or not. Like, you go look at his Puerto Rico highlights right now. Like, he, oh, yeah. they get getting to busy it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still so shout out to Cuz, man, for real, because he, he was a real one, too. Yo, 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 we live on location. We out here at Las Vegas Summer League 2023. We are here at a very special, beautiful location at the lovely, lovely XS Nightclub here at the Wynn. Today, yes, I got the blackest one with me. You he got know. the special bucket cap. Splag, you know what I'm saying? But we got a very special guest, man. We got one of the baddest big fellas out here, top defender. Hey, he the paint protector. Don't come to his rim. We got Miles Turner in the building, baby. Texas on. We got that Texas boy, (laughs) the Texas trucks in the house today, baby. Yes, sir, man. Big Tex, man. Shout out to Bedford. Bedford, Texas. Bedford. Bedford, Texas. Bedford. Bedford. You know, I'm country, so. No, it's all good. It's all good. Bedford. (laughs) Texas. So, Hurst Jewel is Bedford, man. H-E-B. That's where I'm from. It's a, like, born and raised. Born and raised. Mid-Cities, Tri-Cities. You got Fort Worth. You got Dallas. It's right between the middle of it. Oh, yeah. You know, I, when I tell people Bedford, I claim Dallas, but at the same time, I claim Fort Worth because I can just do do it all. I got respect in every city, so. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm from East St. Louis, which is in Illinois, but. 
it's right across the water from St. Louis, Missouri. So mm-hmm. I claim both sides of the water. QB hating, but I be claiming both sides of the water. Cardinal fan, <laughs> be whooping them Cubs and White Sox ass. But that's another story. But when you had your growth spurt when you was younger, that's when the first time you dunked? Or well, you was dunking before you had your growth spurt? So, nah, I couldn't jump up, go jump up a damn uh, like uh, piece of paper, bro. Like, <laughs> I really wasn't the most athletic when I was coming up, and I was a little bit chunkier and whatnot. And then my dad just really whooped me into shape, man. He was going on like a like a, a weight journey himself. So, like every day after school, we, you know, we get to it, just do our sit ups, do our pushes every night before we go to mm. sleep. Then he he uh, bought a Bowflex, and we got you know get into the garage and start together. So my pops really got me right, and then I once I leaned out a little bit, I hit my big growth spurt. And be damned, bro. It was the last game of the season, bro. We had just won the city championship as ninth grade or the district championship. So mm-hmm. where I'm from, ninth grade is still part of a junior high campus. It's, That's where I'm from. That's okay. how it was with me. You know about it. So you yeah. know the middle school, sixth grade, junior high, like Weird. seven to nine. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Seven through nine <laughs> junior high, Weird. ten through twelve high school. That's right. how it was. So yeah. we had won like that little district championship or whatever. And then, bro, it was after the game. We were all just trying to dunk. Couldn't do it. Come back two weeks later. Throwing that bitch down. Just like easy. easy. And I grew about like two and a half inches, I would say. Then the next year came about, grew another two inches. The next year came about, grew another two inches. So it was a consistent thing. Yeah. You know, I probably hit my biggest growth spurt. I went from like 6'4 to like 6'9. Mm-hmm. But I was coming into like my junior year. What so, was that like? Yeah. Bro, it hurt. <laughs> what that's, you mean? Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> Y'all know shit. I just, you know. I ain't the, never went that. Like, that's a big difference, though. I went like you went, like, a couple inches here, a couple inches there. I ain't go, like, a five-inch there. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Honestly, my mom said, shit, we heard your bones pop in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> that's um, what my homeboy, like, my homeboy said. He went from, like, being a runt. So he was like six four, six five, and he was like, "Man, I slept for like a day." And said, "My mama was just coming in there checking on me." Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up, I'm like six four. <laughs> bro, a lot of that, bro, a lot of people don't think about that, bro. It's nurture, bro. You know, it's yeah. that love. I mean, obviously, I have great genes and whatnot, but it just hit me in the middle of the night. I was going to take a piss and hit my head on the door. Mom, mom. Today, it's three o'clock in the morning. I hit my head on the door. I'm like, "Oh shit, happened? It happened?" Yeah. So we started tracking on the door, just like them little <laughs> movies and shit like that. So it was, it was cool, bro. It was, it was, it was a hell of an experience, I would say, because. Everything hurt, and it makes me appreciate it now today. Like you know, I had the Oscar slides, the tendonitis. Mm-hmm. My foot In went from knee. a 14 to an 18, yeah. like a matter of weeks. Just got my aunt just got me the new bronze that came out. I'm soldier Zoom Soldier threes just came out. Couldn't even feel them. Hell no, I, I'm playing. I'm wearing Shacks at the time, right? Yeah, Payless. that's like where <laughs> my dad's favorite spot. And uh, shout out Stephon Marbury, them Starberries, bro. Starberry, you I was rocking them, there, rocking them all the time. But I wanted to get that first pair of Nikes or whatnot, and it just really stunned the bitches. But you know, I had them, and I told my mom, I said, "Mom, they just don't fit." She goes, "Says, boy, why the hell would you have your aunt?" You know, buy you these shoes, and you know they don't fit. I said, "Mom, I swear they fit." They like, fitted two weeks day. ago. <laughs> she took the Nike yeah. store that day, and sure enough, they measured my foot. I said, "Son, you're an 18." I said, "What?" So, well, I've been man. wearing an 18 since I was like in seventh grade. Really? Like, my feet always <laughs> just been big. My son' feet, he 15. He wear 18 now. Man, what a lot of people don't know is that I thought I was a size <laughs> 21, bro. Yeah. Bit, like I thought it was a size 20, so I wore size 21 shoes in high school. Yeah, my junior senior year, I'm wearing sizes uh, shoes that's two, three sizes too big for me. So I'm running all goofy and shit. Like I'm not even like in my body, and uh, it was just a hell of an experience. But she was number two player in the nation. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know, so, I did what I had to do. Like the basketball wise, though, like because I know you you come up with cats and you come up with your boys and like you like they hide and stuff. And then if every year you getting two three inches taller, how was the difference in basketball? How it was just getting better and how now. You above the rim. Right. <laughs> like you going to the hole and like 
You so, right there. Yeah, you know, I'm from the burbs and whatnot, and I didn't really play against everybody in the hood until I really got to like eighth and ninth grade when I really mm-hmm. started like hanging out yeah. with you know my uncles and whatnot. And you know, when I came about, when you're in the city, you're taller than everybody, so you dominated. Then it don't matter how big or how tall you're on the hood and whatnot. They just they want to bust your ass. Oh, it's about game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I really started meeting guys that like were more like like size or was like more bravado, more bigger than me and whatnot. And then that just really it built my character. Yeah. In high school, at what point did you start going like the the, the camps and the AAU scene and like all right, like when you hit six nine as a sophomore, like is that the point where you start getting noticed and, and people taking notice to you and how big you were? Bro, exposure, exposure is everything. I mean, I can you can play like in the burbs and go to like little you know twenty four hour fitness and all that type of stuff. But when you actually like in AU tournaments and you know you're getting seen by somebody, and then that person plays telephone, tells this person, tells this person, on TV watching you play. Yeah, <laughs> like I had to go do it. So I was. I've always been like a loyal dude, bro. I like staying like just, you know, if I come up with somebody, I come up with a team, like I want to build that type of stuff up, you know, sometimes to a fault, but it is what it is. I think that in that time when I was uh, was working with the team, I just had to branch out. Man, I don't know. Like I think, now that I think about it, <laughs> I probably played in my sophomore years when I really started taking the competition a little more serious. You know, I would travel. Shout out to Greg Buckner and Andre Buckner. You know, those are hey, OGs, man. I played for their AU <laughs> team, higher goals. Yeah. And um, that was when it was like more like city. You know, I wasn't able to get that big exposure. So I moved on. There's like a, a cat by the name of Neil Hawks. He had the Texas Lightning. It was like a, you know, he was a you know, multi-millionaire, probably close to a billionaire and whatnot, and he had a team. So I started yeah. playing with him and got the exposure going to different uh, cities and whatnot. Went to the Midwest and played all like the Missouri's, the St. Louis's, the, yeah. the Kentucky's, the Kansas, Nebraska's. Then I grew from there to my next AU program, started going into a little bit more national. You start so, seeing guys that you see ranked yeah, like high exactly. and all that stuff. And you start running into guys like that. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the guys that you used to see AAU wise that now they kind of made to the league or, or that was probably dope back then that didn't make to the league? Man, Kill Carr was the first person I saw in person that really just like, I was mesmerized by him. Hey, he, little dude, he like, is, crime hey, stopper. Crime but, stopper. Crime stopper. Bro. Buckets. Yeah, bro. Like, he was one of the first ones I really watched. And, like, you know, I'm a big, you know, all bigs want to be guards yeah. and shit like that. Back then I watched him, like, yo, this dude is ridiculous, yeah. bro, right? Then, obviously, John Wall, like, when he was, you know, he came up before me and whatnot, and his reign was crazy. Yeah. And um, <laughs> another one that I, like, had all our boys in a choke, was funny as hell. Austin Rivers had a crazy Austin high school mixtape. Austin Rivers mistake. used to get buckets. Right. He was back business. Then. So somebody used to like to watch. Aaron Gordon was right before me, too. AG. Just athletic as hell. Those, those are the first ones that come to mind. Yeah. But, bro, I mean, it's just, it's all love at the end of the day, bro, because these are the key guys you watched, and all of a sudden you're playing against them one day. You know what I mean? You yeah. just, you're just hoping. Is it any time, like, you just spoke on how your pops, you know, had it planned out, and have you ever had time where you sit back and you you just appreciate the, you know what I'm saying, the journey he put you on and the way he guided you and, and, and put that work ethic in you? Bro, all the time. I mean, there's nothing I can say or do to repay him for, like, what he's instilled in me. You know, my mentality, my mindset, priceless. and just uh, priceless, exactly. You know, you can you can make sure your parents is good with a house or whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. you can ice him out. You can let him do his thing, but it's never going to repay for what he did, the time, but you can never get time yeah, back. Yeah. He put all that time and love, and he just very dedicated to, you know, to craft his family. You know, I'm, I was blessed and fortunate. You know, my parents are still together. They've been together for since, what, 1983? I don't know how many years that is, but, I mean, that's, uh, that's when they got married. That's but, blessed yeah. love but, right there, man. Like, that's, that's rare, bro, you yeah, know, especially, like, in a black community and whatnot. We don't, yeah. we don't get that. And um, to be able to, like, to stand on that just gives me a great example of stuff I want to do when I got my kids and my family and whatnot, so. Yeah. yeah. When did you know, like, you turned the corner? Like, everybody knew that you was a high-ranked player in high school. Uh, you was amongst 
you know, your peers, like when they mention everybody else's name in your class, they mentioning your name. Like your senior year, like when did you kind of feel like, oh man, I'm I'm one of them guys? And, <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. I I didn't really give a shit back then, and mm-hmm. let me let me explain that a little bit more. I really was just hooping and whatnot because obviously, you know, I'm tall and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. my pops that got me into it. You know, he he from Queens, he from New York. He grew up on all that shit. So he emerged, like he was like living vicariously through me and. It was all his vision, bro. He had the blueprint from day fucking one, bro, mm. for real. Mm. But, like, you know, I have my family business now. And like, man, it'd be nice for He would just, like, I don't know, bro. Like, he would just make me work out so fucking much, bro. Yeah. Oh and, you know, but, like, it's all love. Like, it's my pops, man. And you know what he was doing with it. So I didn't give a shit. I wasn't ranked at all. Then all of a sudden I started playing a couple tournaments. I'm ranked number 89. I'm like, shit, that's top 100. Shit, that's cool. I'm going back <laughs> to school up. talking my shit. Like, I'm top 100. This is that. Started hooping some more. Then I work my way all the way from 89, like, to 10. Yeah. Now people are like, what the, f- how, the how the hell he go, who, who is this kid, right? right? You jump from 89 to 10, so now there's more of a target on my back. Yeah. Still not really caring, but, like, as I'm moving around, people are starting to notice me a little bit more, and that starts to feel good a little bit. So then I'm like, all right, fuck it, let me see how far I can take this. Yeah. And I work my way from number 10 to number 2 towards the end of the summer. Jalil Okafer was number 1, and I was Oof. always chasing him. Like, like, we was always... You know, it was just one of those things where yeah, you got to chase the number one spot. Somebody, (laughs) but I told my mom, I said, "Mom, I don't mind being number two because at the same time, give me something to chase, and I know people are chasing me, so this keeps me rolling." Yeah. But when I first started to turn the corner to get back to our original point, it wasn't until like after college. You know, I just I did my six months, and I came off the bench. I barely played. Yeah. Then I did the pre-draft process, and then I don't know, but I just. Start talking shit. Yeah, like you posed. That just gassed me up. And then I started <laughs> went through the whole pre-draft process. Like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. And, yeah, pre-draft. I probably said that's when I first started to realize, like, yo, I can really take this shit serious. Was there a college that could have got you that you almost went to instead of <laughs> going? Mm. Man, it's funny. It really came down between Texas and Kansas. Yeah. You know, my, uh, mm. I guess my dream school growing up was Duke. Just because, like, you know, my cousin was like a big Duke fan, and we would always like watch the games together. Yeah, and I don't know something about Duke like just that always be there. Yeah, yeah it's an environment. <laughs> that little ass, uh, you know, uh, the field house and whatnot. I was like, I wanted that real college experience. Mm-hmm. Then I started taking my visits and whatnot. Like, bro, Austin is just like one of my favorite cities. Like to this day, everywhere I've been, I've been all over the world. Austin's one of my favorite cities. Yeah, and when I went there, my visit just changed my whole mind because like I've been in Dallas my childhood. I've never seen Austin before. Yeah, and it just what it was about, like the hippie town, like the vibes, that's like my type of shit. So I loved it. I just fell in love with it too. You did the USA under 18 before. Yeah. Like I did that before going into college. So how was that for you? Who was I on your team? Too. I love my experience there. Let's see who's in the league right now. So like Jalen Brunson was on that team. Okay. Uh, Stanley Johnson was on that team. Okay. okay. Uh, Stanley. Who else? who else played in that? I'm my young fella. Think back. Justice Winslow mm-hmm. was on okay. that one. Tyus Jones. Where they won go. They won go. So we actually stayed in Colorado. We didn't get to go out to anywhere else. It was everybody came to Colorado when I did it. The, what? Uh, y'all didn't play yeah, nowhere. Uh-huh. Didn't play nowhere, bro. For whatever we reason. To, my so all year, the we countries went to came Russia. to y'all. Came to Colorado. Crazy, right? I'm looking forward to USA experience. No, no, nah, nah, it's in this. Was Colorado Springs this year. For that? Why? Oh, was it just that time year. for it being Colorado? Time. Yeah, wow. Colorado. It's out of time work. But looking back on it. I wasn't ready to go international. It was the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. I had to lock in that elevation because, you know, it's like 9,000 feet away. Yeah. You're in there training for a month, and then mm-hmm. it really weeded out, like, you know, who, the good from the great right there, who really right. wanted to be there. And I just enjoyed that grind and that hustle of it. So, yeah, we ended up winning gold. There was one game where we beat a team by, like, 90 points. Like, yeah. I don't know if it got broken, but I had, to, like, the, the record for the most block shots in the whole tournament, like, yeah. history and shit. So, like, that type of stuff was a great experience because it really built that 
mentality again, bro. Yeah. That USA. So here's something like that you you heard you made the USA team at, at such an early age. How was that for you and your family to tell your mom, tell your pops, like, yeah, I made the USA team? That one was different. You know, McDonald's one, I was like, uh, but yeah. the USA team, that was a different type of honor. And it was like a revenge thing because I played in the Nike Hoop Summit mm -hmm. and I rolled my ankle like in the like the, the, the first half, so I didn't get my real experience. Yeah. So then when I had the opportunity to that, I was like, oh, shit, I'm gonna take this all the way. Yeah. And then, yeah, but to tell my parents, it was, it was really my grandmother, like to go right and tell yeah. my grandma, like, yeah, mom, she's, she's grandma about to put on, like, you know, like, you know she, <laughs> right. you know, she, just the look on her face, is like, and you know, my aunt as well, my aunt Deb, like, you know, they live together, it's just, it's just priceless, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I got an international experience a couple of years ago. I did the FIBA World Cup in China, and that yeah. was my first like Word. real USA experience. So it was cool. Like you said, you was a young guy. How was it meeting KD at the Texas camps, and oh, what man. type of impact did that have on you? So another one of my favorite players growing up as well. Obviously, he revolutionized you know his position and his stature. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a skinny, frail kid too, trying to like handle what he did. So the first time I met him, I was on a recruiting visit, like an unofficial visit to Texas. Just drove down, and he had just happened to be in the offseason. We play just play a pickup or whatnot, and. He had threw me like a lob or threw me some pass. I came through a dunk. That was like the coolest moment, bro. I was able to like kind of like, take down. <laughs> okay, yeah. They told like, everybody. Oh, bro. Social media, bro. Position <laughs> everywhere, bro. <laughs> it was awesome, bro. Like, uh, that was my first real experience with him. But like, bro, even him, like his demeanor. My first time really getting to see KD was at that USA camp. They had brought all like the top player. players together and whatnot. And I was there just watching the way his demeanor, the way he worked, bro. I think I did some soft shit. I don't know. I think I like faded away or something like that. He like got in my face like, fuck is you doing, bro? He said, you can move around every time. Get to this spot. Don't waste your dribbles. Get to this spot and just go. But like, chew me out from the entire camp. Mm -hmm. And I was like, something about me was like, I felt like, man, what the fuck? But the other part of me was like, I know why you're doing this, yeah. right? Because he like, he sees something. So that was my, real, my first real experience to him and like, why I got a lot of respect for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, nah, that, that's dope to say because some people will take that as like somebody trying to front them in front of everybody. Uh -uh. But you took the positive out of it and be like, nah, he think I'm nice. He want me to do more. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly what it is. I, you gotta, I learned that you got to stop taking shit personal for my first couple of years. One of my first OGs is Monte Ellis, bro. He was really hard on me. Monte. Yeah. Monte. 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 He, was, he, he was really hard on me in like, for a time I thought it was because like he was just like, oh, just some young pup with, coming yeah. in. This is that. But I was like, nah, like I, you need that tough love coming up. Like you yeah. need someone to actually like kind of put you in your place here and there. And I used to take a lot of shit personal from yeah. him and like go home and like complain about it. Man, this motherfucker, this is that. But, <laughs> but then I realized like, nah, it's a reason like he, he talking yeah, up Monte like this. Monte a good dude. Yeah, he talking to you because Monte don't yeah, talk. Yeah, he quiet. Yeah. So he talking he to, talk you, to you, so. he really love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where was you and how did you feel when you got announced McDonald's game? <laughs> I do remember this. I was a... Uh, me and my boys at a Sonic drive-in. It was just random as hell, bro. Random as hell. Slushies, it was man. one of the nerds, bro. It, man, it was know? just one of the nights. Me and like three or four of my boys, and we was just uh, you know, one of my boys had a car. So if you had a car, like if you had a car, like you're everybody's trying to get tight. You everywhere right? like, like that. Exactly. So we uh, we were just rolling one night, and then um, I saw the uh, I saw it on Twitter, and that's when I first saw the first saw the announcement. Then of course everybody started following me. At the time, um, this is when Instagram first started got popping. Everybody starts mm. DMing me. Everybody starts calling me and shit like that. And I'm still like, oh shit, I made it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was all American. Woo. Yeah. And then I get there and I start to realize, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Right. And it's so funny looking back on it, just how like oblivious I was and how yeah. ignorant I was, just like to just the AU grind and like the game. I literally was just doing this shit because like I enjoyed it. Like yeah. I. 
it wasn't even so much the basketball part about it. It was the competition part. Yeah, of it. and, and with the guys chilling, man. Yeah, all this stuff, playing against everybody, playing against the best. I just love traveling and doing do it. Something, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, traveling and do it. The bug bit us too with mm-hmm. AAU ball. You know, we play in our cities, and you don't really travel as much. But when you play AAU ball, you go to different states, you go to different yeah. cities. Mm-hmm. You be with your guys, y'all in the hotel room, yep. eating together, you know, playing video games, and that kind of build that tolerance for when you get to the league to live this lifestyle. This is something like, man, I can do all the time. And then when you go, just imagine when you're in the McDonald's game, how many of them guys went to the league? How was it when you got to Texas, when you got on campus and you had to, was that your first time being away from your, your crib by yourself? It was bittersweet. I mean, I had my AU circuit and stuff like that. My parents didn't really travel as much. I'm extra plane tickets, I'm extra bus tickets. I was always like a lot of money and whatnot. So I would always just kind of be by myself. I was mm-hmm. used to traveling, but you know, I knew like they was in their spirit. My parents would always try whatever they could to get to the tournament, but you know, they're working and whatnot, you know, yeah. how it goes. But when I got to Texas, Bittersweet because I loved my teammates, bro. I love my teammates. I love the campus. I love the school. I was in like some psychology courses, whatnot. I found like super interesting. I couldn't stand my coach, man. (laughs) I couldn't. And looking back on it, like I just felt so, I felt so held back when I was there. You know, when you come in as a number two player in the nation, there's a lot of, you know, politics and all stuff that comes with it. Yeah. So, I respect him because he wasn't like, just because number two player, you ain't going to play. Like, you're not going to play right away. You got to earn it. Yeah. But I came in killing. I came (laughs) in killing, bro. And it was like, hold on, he's showing too much. Yeah. You know? And back, we don't got this NIL. Might have wanted you for another year or something. Come on, man. man. Zepo. Zepo came (laughs) off the bench averaging a double double at Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, why he ain't starting? So, you know, I'm not going to dig too much into it. But at the same time, like, it's just, it was just real bullshit. Like, looking back on it, it's like, bro, you, you got just a talented kid with such an yeah. opportunity to go out there and just, I don't know, just shine and whatnot. And, you know, you you don't, you can show it, but you can't show it like too much. And it's just the game of it. But, with, you know, with, with that being like, said, why enter the draft? Why bet on yourself? Not why bet on yourself, but what made you bet on yourself? Um, A sense of purpose, and you know, a sense of purpose. Because when I was at Texas, like, you know, I ain't, I ain't do nothing in high school. I ain't really go to no parties and like that. I ain't, I got to go to my prom, but I didn't like do any extracurriculars. I was always yeah. just like, Focus when yeah, I right? yeah. so when I got to Texas, I got that real college lifestyle. Yeah. And you're in the campus is in the middle of like downtown, like you're in a city. Yeah. So it's like a big like oh my god, like you easily get blinded by the lights. And I was for a little bit, and I wanted to stay. Yeah. I wanted to like live that lifestyle. But then, like I said in the day, like I was a hooper, man. Like why not do it at the highest level? If you're gonna do this shit, go for it. Yeah, but to expect the years that you're supposed to have at Texas and. Like, to bet on yourself. Like, we've seen a lot of cats in the draft this year that didn't have the best year in college right. and still <laughs> put their name in the draft. I mean— And that's like, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. rolling the dice. But if you like, don't bet on yourself, who will, though? Like, I you feel— right. Did you projected lottery, though? I was projected right outside the lottery, and people were talking about it. So it was also one of those opportunities like, yeah, like, you know, if, you, if you're even in that area, you got to go for you gotta it. You got to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I you know signed with the agency at the time that I started doing my pre-jab actually out here in Vegas at Old Impact. Shout out Joe Bunasar, and that was the first yeah. one I really worked with. And um, during that process, same thing, bro. I was 18, 19 years old. It's just me and my pops. You know, you're 18, 19 year old. You ain't going nowhere in Vegas. Yeah, they they real strict about the 21 out here, <laughs> right? So it was really just to the gym and back. And me yeah. and him would go there at night. 
gymming back, and I ain't have no Wi Fi at the spot. And, and I actually was a best for me. Oh, are you so, living this day and age without no Wi Fi? Come on, I was at like a really high floor, and I guess I don't know something about the signal. I know, looking back at it, but I was a big gamer. <laughs> I was a big gamer back then. That was my outlet. And then when I didn't have that outlet, it was like, all right, shit, I can work on my body. All yeah. right, shit, I can get back to the gym. So, bro, I'm telling y'all, man, it's just being told I can't do something or being pushed, like, that is what drives me even to this day. Like, whether it's basketball, whether it's life, like, yeah. around that time period, I had so many people, even from my hometown, that was talking crazy, talking down, oh, oh, yeah, he did good in high school, but he's never gonna make it to the league. Like, people from my own, like, school yeah. type oh, no, shit. They got like, it, just many crazy, love you, just many hate you. Yeah. Draft workout. Like, how many workouts did you, yeah, you have doing it. draft workouts? Like, how was your process of going to draft? Bro, workout? I wanted to take the hard way, and I told my agent that I wanted to go to as many workouts as I could. Mm. I was projected lottery, but nowadays you'll see a lottery pitch probably do like two or three workouts, and I did eight. Yeah. And I wanted to go, like, just show all the people that the hives did what like it was. Work. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, the player of the year my year in college was Frank Kaminsky. And they had it rejected. Okay. They had it rejected. Some were crazy, and I was like, "Yep, that's the one." And I wanted to chase that. So anywhere he was at, that's I was like, "Put me in that at. workout." And anybody that was above me, I was telling my agent, "Put me in that workout or whatnot." So I was able to go there and uh, just prove who I was. Then I started doing individual workouts and whatnot. Teams started, to, and those are the ones that people don't talk about in the process. Yeah. The ones three on three or whatever, school or four or five people, the individual ones are the hardest ones, bro, because it's yeah. just you versus you, all them eyes on you, bro. Man. <laughs> Them individuals, hey, you don't get no second to rest. You <laughs> you just stay to get in the ride. You going to drill after drill. I had some drills that, not many, but. First of all, <laughs> he only had like two workouts. He had steak dinners. <laughs> he was top three promised already. I so. had more than two workouts, man. I had like three Real or four. Real workouts? Oh, three. No, okay. four. You feel? Man. <laughs> he was going to have sit-down steak dinners, digging, bro. <laughs> Sitting there with everybody in spots like this, getting wine and dine. They want to live. I played against you in one of my workouts. Orlando, you had like two <laughs> workouts against somebody, bro. I remember. I was there. I had like 12, 13. I, I, had like, I had a lot of workouts. Really? A lot. Mm. Not like him. Yeah. The part I wasn't ready for was this part of it right here. You know, you do your workout. And after the workout, it's this. You rap with the GMs. You rap with the people. They really want to get to know who you are as they a person. They ask you anything just ridiculous? Yeah, what was, what's the crazy one they asked me? Uh, <laughs> we didn't heard some stories. Oh, but. yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember what team it was, but it was easy. It's like, yo, do you drink? And I was like, yeah, well, you know, occasionally here and there. I'm trying to be all proper. And she oh, you know, occasionally, you know, here and there. It says, nah, do you drink? Like, just hit me like that. <laughs> like, just on some real shit. I was like, I, I, I mean, because, okay, listen, we don't hear you like to get to it in Austin. And they told me, because, like, you know, I was in college. I was going out doing my thing. So it was my first experience. <laughs> right. And just, just, like, just kept it real. Just like this. Like, we heard you done got to it in Austin. Like, what's up? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I had some good nights here and there. And then <laughs> I just ain't know what to say, bro. Like, you know, agent can prepare you for that. No nah, team right. can prepare you for that. It was just, like, real. Like, come on, bro. Like, why are we going to draft you? Yeah. But. They got to you know, ask. They invest in the means of dollars. Come they on, gotta ask. Did you go to the draft or was you at home? You went to the draft. Yeah. So how was that for, like. You looking back on it now, and New York? you know, like your family yeah. experience that your family, your mom smiling, your Bro, dad smiling, just... you sitting in the green room. Like, how was that experience that weekend for you, you and your family? Man, it was just a real I made it moment, obviously. You know, when I was there, I mean, it's so sad that this is what did it for me, but like, when we were there, you know, you get verified and shit, get your blue check. Mm. When I was there, I got my first blue check. <laughs> right? Uh, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad, but this is the truth. I ain't never heard that. This is parallel. So I got my blue check. I became what, the real bro? deal out this bitch. Bro, I'm screenshotting shit. I'm sending everybody back home. Like, what? Like, <laughs> type shit. I told you I was on my revenge tour, bro. That shit drove me. 
But uh, <laughs> but to get back to the real shit, my parents, yes. bro. <laughs> they was obviously real proud. And what made it more special, I had my day one boys that were with me too. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And um, the guys that kind of held me down when I was like, man, I want to quit this shit. Like, I don't want, the guys like, like they made me like, keep mm-hmm. going, bro. They could have been in, it's like, yeah, man, quick, just come party with us. Right. And it was like, quit, like you about to go to the league. Why the fuck would you quit? Like, just kept it real with me. Like, those are the ones that like I had there with me. And yeah. it's probably still my boys to this day. Yeah. And it's just, uh, that's the price of stuff too. You know, obviously my little sister was there. It was nerve wracking, you know. My, like I said, my pops is from New York, you know. Yeah. We're you know, we're back home, and you know, oh. all his boys, all his friends are there too. So right, it's like, yeah. all right, you done said he's the one. What's up? Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but we did get the green room invite. We were sitting there, and I'm sweating a little bit because I was supposed to, from what I heard, I was supposed to go number five to uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. man, I know every player that was drafted ahead of me it was funny, but I was supposed to go <laughs> nah, number five. It ain't to funny because trust me, <laughs> like you got some guy like you, you know every player that was in front mm-hmm. of, like. I ain't had that many, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I thought I had killed my workout in Orlando. It was one of those individual ones, yeah. right? So my agent calls and says, yo, all right, yeah, it's looking like it's for now. Number five to Orlando. I'm like, all right. So looking at my parents, like, holding hands and shit. <laughs> it was like, at number five, <laughs> with, um, the, with the fifth pick in the NBA draft, in Orlando Magic Select, Mario Hizonja. Super Mario. Around, I was Super like, Mario. huh. <laughs> all right. Right? So then they keep going down the list. Keep going down the list. And then I'm like, all right, number 10 to Miami. I'm like, all right, top 10 pick. That's what's up. You know, this is that. And number 10 to, uh, to Miami, Justice Winslow. I'm like, all right, you know, Texas boy, <laughs> fuck with Justin. Good, good for him. Good, Justin, good for him. Sure <laughs> good for him. <laughs> right? You find it positive. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> trying to keep it there. And then I had heard that, like, man, you might slip to the second round. So now I'm like, really, like, Oh, this is embarrassing, man. I'm in the green room. They done found out some shit. Like, what I do? Like, <laughs> so, um, but then eventually, number 11, you know, I got drafted to the Pacers. You know, Larry Bird, you know, he was legend. obviously someone that's Larry a legend, legend himself. And that was someone who took a chance on me. And he really, uh, you know, obviously, I feel like I paid my dividends and still got more to go. But, you know, he was the one that took a chance on me. And I think like, I owe a lot of that to, like, to him and whatnot. Just, uh, I don't know, just that process, because, you know, he's a hard ass. Like, if he really just, like, gets to know him, he a hard ass, bro. He don't take no yeah, shit. I was say, like, how is that? Like, this Larry Legend, like, you about to get drafted by the Pacers and you fly to Indiana to meet Larry Legend to mm-hmm. have your press conference and stuff, and you see Larry Legend. First of all, he's a lot bigger than people he think. Definitely yeah, nah, he definitely is. He definitely is. And he has this intimidating aura about him. Like, he, he tries to be genuine. He can tell, like, he, like, nah. It's, like, nah, he old that school. That ain't him. <laughs> nah, he old school. Like, nah, but we're here to work. Yeah. So, having that as opposed to having, a like, a happy-go-lucky kind of yeah. guy my rookie year, another thing is still my mentality and kind of kept me, like, where I needed to be. Yeah. So, me and him, obviously, it was a little nerve-wracking and whatnot, but to say you were drafted by Larry Bird, like, I still got my jersey. He signed it when I first, you know, last stuff. I'm showing my grandkids. They show right. my, yeah. my children and stuff like that, you know? So that was a, a hell of a night, man. How was it when you got your name called and you hit that stage to go shake the commissioner's hand? Because that's something that all of us grew up. We didn't watch the drafts before us. That's that one moment. What did you do? Because my compadre over here... <laughs> He took him to the hood. He took David Stern to the hood. He grabbed, he gave him a five, but then he grabbed him by the head and pulled him <laughs> to his chest by the head. And he was like, hold on, bro. Get your head off my head. I gave him a good hug. He, he know me now, so I made sure what, he, he what knew me. What did you do? Real. You just kept it PC? I kept it pushing, bro. I was just so 
excited, like genuinely happy, bro. Like when I first got my name called, like there's a video, I'm like really just like, oh shit, like, <laughs> oh shit, it's happening, like, right? Yeah. So I get up, it feel like you just, I feel like I was floating, bro. It's best to describe. I feel like I was kind of floating across the stage. Same thing, came in, just gave him dap, you know. I ain't really get in there like that, but you know, just gave him some dap and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. just, and he was like, hey man, you made it. He just yeah. wished that on my ear. He said, hey man, you made it. And I was like, shit, I did. You yeah. know, so I go, I do my interview. I probably think I'm stuttering and shit. Like I'm all like uh, just happy and giddy and stuff. And just Going excited, through the process, bro. taking a picture with your head in the ball and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Man, <laughs> it, it was dope, bro. It was, it was cool because, you know, not a top 10 pick, but still a lottery pick. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of tell by the way they was kind of treating you and whatnot. If you go back and watch telecasts, it's like, well, well, we thought they were going to draft a guard, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, Miles, he, he, he was kind of good at Texas. He did this, this, and that. And <laughs> so I'm sitting back watching this. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right. All that stuff, bro. I just, I just, that's how I operate. Find I have motivation to find little shit like that, yeah. bro. Like, mm-hmm. How was it for you to, when you first get there? Like, you're a rookie now, and then you get hurt. You got to miss the yeah, first man. 21 games. Like, how was it for you to, you know, you everybody excited to kick off their career? Was that year. your first time to have some time off to basketball from an injury? No, my first time. Um, the ankle? Was my ankle, like, back in high school, bro. I missed, uh, and it was such a, it's such a crucial time, too. I missed my sophomore summer going into my junior. And that's a crucial time AU-wise to get yeah. seen for mm. exposure. So, <laughs> Coach Sean, man. Sean Williams, my AU coach, Tech Select, and this one who like put me on the most. And he, um, my dad was coaching. You know, my dad really got into coaching as well. Like as far as my high school team and stuff, he uh, he started coaching the um, like our summer team and whatnot. And at the time, you know, I'm an AU star. I'm playing for four or five teams at one time. You know, you're just in the grind of it. And my coach calls me and says, "Hey, man, we got a big tournament this weekend. I don't think you should play in this game tonight." You know, but I was like, "That's my pop." Okay, like I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to go to play in this game. Right. So he's like, "Nah, man, this is like a big like you shouldn't play." He calls my dad, "Hey, you shouldn't play." My dad was like, "Hey, man, well, you know, it's on you. It's my pop." So I'm like, "Yo, I'm playing, dad. Like, man. let's get it." So we go out there. I go up, pin a shot on the glass, come down. I land like this, the kid falls on me. So my ankle goes boom, boom, like, and he mm-hmm. just snaps it. I missed about nine months, had surgeries, Damn. screws in there. I was out, oh, bro. Oh, shit. Grand yeah. Hill, man. Took me out, bro. <laughs> like, broke, like, literally broke my ankle. And Damn. that was another one of the moments I was like, nah, I'm fuck basketball. I'm done with it. And same thing. Ken Roberson, slim, man. He's my, I call him a guru, but, like, he was my one of my first, like, coaches. Like, my track, I used to run track, like, back, back then. Yeah. Not competitively. You, you see how I used to run, Jesus. But um, <laughs> just the way he, uh, you know, he, they brought me up and whatnot. Yeah. It got me through that. You know, we would go to this garage. You know, Ricky Grace, you know, he played overseas for a little bit, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he would let me use his uh, garage out in the Burbs and be in there every single day, rain, sleet, or snow. Different way. And it just built that mentality through that process. So, all right, you broke your ankle. Yeah, you break your shoulder. Yeah, you break it. We're going to build your shoulders up and yeah. do this and that. So. so that helped you with your process, your thumb, your, your rookie year? Going through that, so. ju- Going through that early and knowing the process of how it's a mental game. I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that was just a part of my path because while breaking my thumb, I was able to strengthen everything else in my body because I was, you know, I was pretty frail coming to league. I was like 235 and right. whatnot. You know, getting that time, I got literally two and a half months just to just to train. And I told my strength coach to this day, I still work with Andy Martin. Like, it's yeah. my dog. Like, we we were working out twice a day. Like, no matter what it was, like, like if we did shoulders at night, fuck it, like, come on, let's, let's go do some mobility at night. Let's do mm-hmm. this, this, and that. So my mentality got me through it the most because when I came back, I shot out of a cannon. I told you, that's when I had my career high, that's, right, when I came mm-hmm. back. And it's crazy how God worked, bro, for real, for real. It is amazing how God works. When I went to that West Coast for that game, when I tell you all three of our centers got hurt, 
like mm-hmm. simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, meant for you to come back and play right away. I was on my way to the G League, y'all. I'm, to this day, I've never played a G League game, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was on my way to the G League that day, ticket booked and everything. I was about to go to, oh, sorry, I was about to drive to um, uh, Fort Wayne. Mm. Bro, in practice that day, Jan, his back goes out. Jordan Hill breaks his thumb. And then Lavoie had like a knee problem. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we know you're just getting back, but we got to play right away. <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's just, crazy. So I go out, Denver's the first game, and they know, obviously nobody does this anymore, but like you was hearing and see now and there, my shit back then was a pick and pop. Yeah. Pick and pop mid range, though. Pick mm-hmm. and pop mid range. Killing on that. I had repped that every single day while I was hurt. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And you know, and people didn't know who I was. They weren't stepping up, nothing. Let them yeah, shoot it. Right. <laughs> Lay up. Bet. I, I had 25 just on those shots yeah. right there. The next game, same thing. I'm in Golden State, shooting all mid-range, rolling. Like, shout out to Joe Young, bro. I was a point guard. Our point guard got hurt, too. And he was a rookie, too. He get to come in and play with me. Yeah. And went off that entire West Coast world, uh, road trip. And I ain't looked back since. What made you get into yoga? And Man. what's about yoga that you like? Man, so I first did it just because... Obviously, anywhere you go, the girls are doing yoga. Anywhere you go and whatnot. And I'm fucking like, what, 20 years old or whatnot. I'm just like, oh, all right, shit. Let me show what I can do. So, you know, I'm getting in there, whatnot, being me. And I was really going for the physical aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like, I actually just like to try. And, like, the shit's hard. Like, I'm holding your truck. Definitely, like, yeah. My shoulder's like, wobbling. why can't I hold the yeah. position? So then I started seeing that more of a challenge. Then you see, like, these 60-year-old people going in there doing some crazy shit. I'm like... If she can do that. And look totally in shape and they're getting a good work. There's no way I can't do that, right? So then I started realizing it's not about the physical, bro. It's all about the spiritual aspect Mm -hmm. of it. So then I got to the meditative part of yoga about, you know, three or four years ago. And then, I don't know, bro, just I felt some kind of mind, body, spirit connection. Like I just started, now I can just do crazy shit with my body and whatnot. And then it was just also a way for me just to, another outlet, like a mm. hobby. Like, you know, I told you I was in the video games for a little bit, but I needed a different outlet, yeah. something that was more tuned for me, something that wasn't as stimulating. What did it help out basketball-wise by doing yoga? Perfect, bro. Like, I pride myself on my defense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you elongate all the muscles right here, especially, like, kind of, like, through here and your yeah, hips your and whatnot. Yeah, hip, moving around. Being as tall as we are, like, our muscles naturally are going to be, like, really thin. All right, so when you, like, elongate them shits and, like, they, and build them up through yoga, you can lift all you want to. You know, you'll, you'll gain some, like, mass, but your muscles will be compact. compact They're not going to be, like, yeah. elongated. So once I started getting all my hip, I just got real flexible and, like, disabled. The way I'm able to move positions, like, guarding the perimeter and just being a drop coverage and, I don't know, be springy. Like, I'm a shot blocker. Like, I'm a second jump kind of guy. Yeah. So being able to get on my feet quickly. And Sound like I need to do that shit right now. Yeah, elongate yeah. some muscles. Yeah, yeah. That was we the best that we definitely need to <laughs> me in right right now. longevity bro <laughs> i wasn't playing with paul george man you play with that with yeah. that. this is when he was like really coming into his own and becoming one of them guys in the league how was it watching how he was handling his business bro, fucking superstar bro. right and this one thing to be a superstar on the court is another thing to be a superstar off the floor mm-hmm. too and he just lived that persona at that time like yeah. he was just the epitome of what i thought it was like to be a star to be a pro yeah. right and to be a pro at that too and people see p for but they don't see his work ethic, bro. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Before I got drafted, he was one of the first ones to hit me up. Hey, come to the house. He had a, uh, a like a court in his garage. And he would go out there and play just um, shit, just like competitive shoot. Like he would take me fishing. You know, he loved to go fishing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He would take me out in the lake. And he would like really like kind of like, like took me under his wing too. And I kind of like just watched the way he worked. People don't realize like rookies, they watch everything, bro. Yeah, you yeah. might tell them something, but I know they watch every single <laughs> yeah. thing. It's interesting to be like be out here in summer league and kind of just, you know, be a, 
young but be an OG. I'm going to my ninth year, and like yeah. I still feel like OG young now. But nah, man, like PG for real, like he was the blueprint for me, mm-hmm. and just kind of watching the way he went about his business, and um, to this day, still fucking superstar, bro. Yeah. yeah. Y'all just signed Hollenberg. He's a young star. Came over there. What you think about him and? and the progress of him being a young guy coming into his own and the organization committing to him. It's fun to watch because I feel his plight. You know, he got slighted a little bit in that Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. Right? Straight up. And he took that shit and was like, all right, this is what we're going to do? Yeah. And he came in like turned the league on his head last year. He definitely Had a crazy, did. you know, before his injury, he was going off. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wally Servia dude was talking crazy to him. <laughs> turned him up, bro. When I tell you that turned him up, I think that was the best thing that could have happened for Let him. Let me ask you honestly. this. How were y'all, what was the locker room like? We didn't all been in the locker room when something like that happened. And yeah. us as teammates, first of all, because two things. Because first it was like, where the hell did this come from? Right, like. Tyrese like, never said nothing or anything about <laughs> it. <right? laughs> But, like, how are y'all as teammates, like, yo? Who like, you know how, like, we buddy, get on the plane man. on the bus after the game, like, y'all heard, y'all see this? Like, how was it for y'all when y'all heard it? Bro, it was interesting because, like, I used to play the 2Ks back in the day, so I knew who Wally Serviak was. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, shooter. Like, <laughs> he knows cool. from 2K. Right? Like, that's, a little, that's the generation, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was like, it was like, all right, shooter, he was cool. But, like, when he said that, I went into a deep dive on him. I was like, all right, you know, made an all star and shit, but. Why are you hating, bro? Like, this is what we talked about before the show. Talking about that that gap between the younger generation and the older generation. It's a lot of, like, hate that kind of happens both ways. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, that's something I'm personally kind of committed to is kind of bridging that gap a bit because, yeah. like, bro, like, it's just, so just even today. I just saw you on the live. It's like, yo, what's up? Yeah, just how y'all living? Like, yeah. that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah. Too that, many ways. They just, people just pass by y'all, right? But they won't even say what's up. It's like, yeah. And just, like, keep that shit pushing. Like, I don't, I don't fuck with that. Nah. But anyways, back to that the original point. Like, with Reese in that situation, we were all just kind of like, well, how's he going to react, right? <laughs> we can all sit here and laugh about it, but on some real shit, all right, he done called you out. How are you going to react, yeah. right? And he turned up, bro. Yeah, he turned up, had, like, had a game winner in Miami, had like a 50-ball night before. Like yeah. he just <laughs> was talking, like just going crazy, bro. And man, like Reese is someone that I see coming into his own, like right before our very eyes and whatnot. And it's actually kind of dope because he's like mature beyond his years. He's not like no, he's not as young as like his, what his age is. Like yeah, he, yeah. he knows the game, he knows the business and he can fucking hoop. Yeah, like, he can he's everything, hoop, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I've never tried to, one thing about him he always talks about is like he don't like to, he don't like be little bro. And that's like a big thing. And when he comes into this, it's very easy to kind of like try to, uh, little bro, like, yeah, you know, but like yeah. ain't about that bro. Like this, that's my point guard at the end of the day. So who, who made you believe defense is important? Because, you know, in this game, you know, the object is just to get a bucket. So everybody want to get a bucket. Everybody want to get a dunk. Everybody want to look good. But who instilled in you that defense is important? I remember the exact debate. It was my pops. Like, clearly, you know, he was the one who really got me into it. But my favorite player growing up was Dirk, right? I'm from Dallas. You know, they had just won that championship, you know, mm-hmm. going you in the drive, which I do the And like, and that was like, um, you know, I was a big, I, I've always been able to shoot. So it's like kind of what I aspire, like, okay, like just, just watching the way he worked and whatnot. <laughs> and then it was a debate, me and my dad in the living room. We might've been in the barbershop, now that I think about it. I don't remember for sure, but I was like, uh, I was like, he was like, oh man, shit, you're more of a Kevin Garnett kind of player. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, man, shit, you know, Dirk out here shooting threes, he's doing this. <laughs> he was like, nah, trust me, you got the same build as him. Mm-hmm. You more of a Kevin Garnett. I said, no, Dad, I want to be like, I want to be like Dirk, and this is that. Yeah, I want to get buckets. And then 
you started really looking into Kevin Garnett, just ah, just the intensity, the way he like plays, right. the way he carry himself, and it's like, I get it. Mm-hmm. All right, Dad, I get it. Like mm-hmm. I get what you're going for, and then that's watching him. That really did it for me. And in my pre-draft process, you know, I got to meet him, and he you know invited me over to the crib. Yeah. Literally just to kick it, to sit on the couch just like this and just kick it, bro. Yeah. And just picked his brain a little bit. How was that? Bro, it was it was intense. Yeah. It was intense because I can tell the whole time he was like kind of like, I won't say clocking me, but he was like, all right, what you about, young fella? Like, what yeah. you about, young buck? Like, yeah. like, and it was just real, bro. We just sat here and talked just like this. Yeah. Sizing and that's how it's supposed to be, bro. We sat here and we, we watched some highlights and he was like, I don't give a fuck what it is. It's just, you go at the motherfuckers. Straight you go up. at the motherfuckers. It's just, I don't give a fuck where they reject you. This, this, and that. Just going off, bro. We're just sitting there chilling. And like that came out of nowhere. I was like, you go there, like, sir. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So KG is one of the guys you patting your game. Mm-hmm. You come up. especially just the way he. I know y'all know because y'all played against him, but yeah. it's all I can all I can go off his films. The way he played drop coverage. To yeah. me, it's just like mm. the stance he gets in, how low he gets in, how he prides himself in being like a seven footer, being six eleven, like just mm-hmm. yeah, that intensity is real. I think defensively, like they never really give you your props <laughs> defensively yeah. every year. And I know that sometimes that kind of frustrates you. What you feel about like the league's not noticing defensively what you bring to the table? Um, it used to eat at me a lot until I just realized, you know, you gotta play the game and play the game. So just go there and just go out there and show who you are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you, just, you're going to control so much, right? Yeah. So I know what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I know these GMs and what I bring to the table. I know my team knows what I bring to the table. So I know I add value wherever at. I'm an asset wherever I go. That was enough for me. Mm-hmm. Not getting, getting the recognition for it, it would have been nice. Like I said, you're able to pop your shit, like go, to your, like go to your people's. Like I did that, look back on it. But knowing that I'm an asset and knowing my worth, once I learned that, like, to look at it like that, I was cool. I was like, all right, fuck it. You can keep defensive player of the year. Yeah, and I think, right. I think, like you say, the most important thing you say out of that is, like, your teammates. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Your teammates and your organization that you with, they know. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what I'm saying? Because it's hard. Sometimes, you know, in the league, it's for whatever reason, you know, so many certain people get yeah. seen or certain people, some people don't for some reason. That don't mean that they don't actually, you know what I'm saying, have the same or, or, or higher value than some of the people that's being seen. That just means that certain circumstances, it may be because you're in Indiana, smaller market, blah, yeah, blah, blah, that whole thing. Right, all of those different things. But to me, it's the key thing is if, like, obviously you know, but when your teammates know and your peers know, that's the biggest thing for us as hoopers. Mm-hmm. Like, if we could all say whatever, but we know when we walking in that game and we look across and they already know you got some shit on Come your on, hands. Bro. That's what we really that need respect, anyway. Bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's what, you know, I mean, I feel you on that, but being in the league and, and watching the league as long as I have, there's been a lot of people that I saw. We had Kenyon Martin on here. Kenyon Martin never made a fucking defensive player of the year. Really? And he was a goddamn yeah, dog. dog. I'm talking about any position and everybody that he played. Play with Dallas, or against, man. knew yeah. that, and still know that. And to hear him say that, I was literally yeah, shocked. I, shocked. I had no. Yeah. It's like that's not me. So I don't. I just assume like, can't hey, made a player of the year or something the like best. that. You know, he didn't. Bro. That was absurd. And it's that just goes to show sometimes some people just get missed for whatever reason, yeah. for whatever myriad of reasons. They don't get that just do like he and he's somebody that sticks out in my mind because he was a defensive dog out there. But like, some people, that's all they care about, bro, is the accolades and like, I have yeah, to have that's this that's good you get caught up. You can't, but like, I understand that it helps you, you know, from a marketing perspective or it might help you, you know, you know, as to your resume and whatnot. But it's like you said, the ones that know, know. Yeah. And it's a brotherhood, right? It's a, that like, we know like who's yeah, really not it. We know who's like, 
they just gave you that shit. But like, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just a difference between it's, it's more of the casual fan than it is us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. So I'm cool if all the NBA true. players say no, nah, he's he's one of the best defensive players ever, and, and most of the mass say yeah, all right. opinions mm-hmm. are relevant, bro. You ain't put these you know shoes on. Like, <laughs> they ain't never put the shoes on. Don't even know what's mm-hmm. going on. Hey, tell me this. Like you said, you've been there nine years. You got made captain in, the, in your third year, which is pretty young. But, like, moving up to now, like, you done been there with PG. You done seen guys come and go. With Tyrese and what you guys have built, you know, y'all just recruited Bruce Brown there. Y'all got mm-hmm. Jarris Walker. Like, how, how do you feel moving forward with the team y'all got? And how do you feel that the city is responding to the team? Like I say, you've been there nine years. I feel like Indiana is one of the places in the league has, like, a crazy fan base, whether it gets yeah. low-rise or not. Like, how do you feel like, you know, the, the city and, and everybody responding to what, what y'all looking like coming forward? Uh, first of all, and foremost, I love the moves we've made so far. You know, we got Obi Toppin from New York. He's someone that I feel really, really start to show out at the end of last year when he got that opportunity. He never really got an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, when Drew was out for a little bit, he got to go there and kind of like show. I didn't realize he could shoot as well as he did. You yeah. know, as, on top of being as athletic and, you know, yeah. just running and jumping as he is. So he was someone's big. Bruce Brown was the top of my list. It's crazy. I, I played against him a couple years ago when he was in Brooklyn. He was playing the five. Yeah. I, I told the five, he bro. played the five. And I was like, was yo. formidable. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, okay, it's not like, you know, we're banging. He's just active as shit. Like, he's in the dunker. Like, he's, yeah. he's coming up. He's setting screen. I'm like, yeah. I'm tired Short of chasing him around. Yeah, I, I just want to, like, bro, hit me with floaters. <laughs> like, shoot, he's like, yo, who the fuck is this guy, right? And then he goes to the next team. He's playing the three. Then he's playing point. I'm like, you had to have a utility guy like that. One yeah, of our first guys guy I like played that. was a Thaddeus Young. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus Young was a utility mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. and he can do everything, like a Swiss Army knife. Shout and out Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was one of my OGs as well. Like, really put me on a lot of shit, too. But, like, he just – we needed something like that because I know we've been to the playoffs with that. We've been successful with that. You know, we've, we've been to drive the past three years of the playoffs. My first four years, I came to the league, like, actually compete game sevens and, like – that's the type of stuff I miss, and I know what it takes to get there, yeah. you know? And so he was something that we definitely need as well. And excitement, bro. When you got a point guard who can see everything, the lobs, like just, you know, just the dimes, the way he does it, it brings flashiness to the game. And in the Midwest, like, that's kind of important. People come to see the show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In the day, I know it's about winning, but, like, when it comes to selling tickets, when it comes to actually putting butts in seats, they come for the show itself. And I feel like that's kind of what we're starting to get back into with our run and jump and the way we play defense. All right, here's what I want to know, because I'm not going to lie. Fuck with your game, everything you do. We want to have you, but, like, one of the biggest things, when I first saw that, I said, we got to have him on, so I got to ask this. The Lego collection. Oh, yeah, come How on. did the Lego <laughs> journey begin? I remember, because I'm randomly on social media, I see a whole <laughs> little thing, like, you bringing out the jumps. Like, this is the biggest one I done ever did. This was this one. I said, this boy done did some goddamn, some boy, some 100-hour piece. Like, how mm-hmm. did you get, grew did up it start from Lego. being a kid with the Legos, and then you just, as you got bigger and it, things became more available like that, it just grew into that. How did, how did the passion start? And how did you get to making the big-ass dark, what was it, the dark no, death, the dark death, death star? Death this man star. did the death star, bro. <laughs> I said, damn. Bro, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's so interesting with athletes, bro. I'm an artist, bro. Yeah, like, I'm athletic, I'm an athlete, but, like, my basketball and all that stuff is just a byproduct of my art, bro. Yeah. And, like, I love to create. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, everything, bro. It's just a hobby. Like, I'm an artist in everything I do, whether it's fashion, whether it's the Legos, mm-hmm. whether it's just even you know, drawing up plays. It's art. All right. that shit is the same shit. We we walked in here today and just saw the stuff on the walls and like I admire stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, I loved building. I built everything around the house. Any like little loose chairs we had, boxes, I would just build. build. It was just mm-hmm. the way I just I don't know. That's I guess the way my mind worked at a young age. And I was I was insecure about it when I first got into the league because it's like 
seven foot and come to the league playing with Legos, <laughs> like, right? And it was something I ain't just like put on blast like that. Yeah. But then I just started to kind of accept like, you know, who I was as a person, the stuff that really gave me joy and happiness. And I built a brand off of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. Like Legos, when you're younger, like when you start with it, that's what it's about, about creating the mind and whatnot, letting mm -hmm. your mind like yeah. free through creative expression. So just when it starts with the little blocks and when it gets to, you get older, big. you can actually build big yeah. ass figures and collect them shit. Yeah. Girl, people don't realize, them shit's so expensive. Right. And they go up over time. Like one of them little Lego pieces I got, like Titanic I did, that shit was like 900 bucks. I guarantee you 10 years from now, it'll be easily two, three K. It's yeah. an investment. It's there's so many subjective ways of looking at like the Legos itself, but people just kind of like to look at it as, oh, it's toys for kids. Yeah, you play uh, with blocks. You play with blocks. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro, like you just, you know, you just letting your creative expression free. That's all basketball is. When you yeah. work on your game all the time, then when you get out to go out there and play, you just letting your art shine, bro. Yeah. So which one has taken you the longest? And like how many pieces or whatever? Which how one? Long it's like, like how long was the longest one it took you to put together? Definitely it's like that Titanic shit, you know, it was in the middle of the season. So, you know, we're traveling, coming back and forth, back and forth, road trips. I mean, probably like three and a half months, I would say. Mm -hmm. And even then it was like a, a grind because you get to just sit there and just do it, bro. It's yeah. like, mm -hmm. it's just, you got to have patience. Yeah. I'm about to say, how do you have the patience to do something? To I would have been said, damn this. If I can't do it in about a day or two, like what? Day I like or to two, like, mm -hmm. bro, I was, I, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm, Technically, I mean, when I say a day or two, that means like I started, then I had to go come, do come something, back, then I come back, back tomorrow and yeah. I'm done. Like, anything longer than that, you can go ahead and cancel Christmas. I'm going to have somebody come do that shit. <laughs> it's taking up space. I can't have this right <laughs> You know what I think it was, too? It really started my first couple of years because, you know, same thing. And you know, I say, look, God, all the time. Like, if I would have got drafted to Miami at 18, 19 years old, my career probably would have been a little different. Yeah, you know what I mean? South like, Beach. South Beach. <laughs> I mean, like that type of living, like it's hard for a young player right. coming in. It's, it's a life you see on TV and all that stuff growing mm -hmm. up. And it's like, you want to live that. And maybe kind of hard to separate that from your work. You know yeah. what I mean? Indy a little bit different. Indy's different. Indy's more of a blue collar town. Like we are here to work. The basketball team itself speaks to the city. Like it's a blue collar. We're here to work and get shit done. Mm -hmm. Right? So with that, I had to find a hobby. You know, I'm not going out to no bars, nothing like that. I'm not, every now and then I go to the colleges. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. there's colleges all around. I still want to live life yeah. a little bit. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not out every night. I needed a new hobby outside mm -hmm. of just playing video games all fucking night. So that was my escape. Mm -hmm. I had a bad game. I go in there and just put it all into, like, the Legos and whatnot. You know, I can be frustrated, but at the end of the day, I got a game the next day. So I was yeah. like, let me put this somewhere as opposed to sitting here thinking about what I did, watching film. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how many of them things you done did? Total figures, I've definitely done 30 of like the bigger figures and whatnot, like just Star Wars, Batman, like just Marvel stuff. Like, mm. you know, coming up, bro, like I was one of those dudes that was cool with every social group. Mm -hmm. I was cool with the jocks, I was cool with the theater kids, I was yeah. cool with the nerds, I was cool <laughs> yeah, with right. whoever. I kind of just fit in like any environment so when I was gonna in. So when are you going to make your acting debut? You know me and the blackest one, we've been in movies, shows, we got sad <laughs> cards, you can go Google it, we out there. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, when you going to pull up? Don't, I want to see you on the Hollywood field. You look, you you sound like you ready. Yeah, man, I think it's just been a, it's been a long time coming. I started stepping to my own. You know, yeah. I, I, I just got back from Milan. I did my first Fashion Week. Yeah. That was a hell of an experience, bro. Yeah, just tell to, us about that. I was just going to ask yeah, you about yeah, that. Your yeah, first yeah, time overseas, over, over over. man. And, <laughs> and you, you get a chance to do the Fashion Week and just see how they get down over there, the foods, the, the scenery. Yeah. How was that really for you? First time over there? First time, bro. For real. First European experience. And it's such a negative connotation when it comes to the fashion because people think you're just playing dress up. Yeah. Bro, it's so much more than that, bro. I've always been able to like to dress. I've always been able to put, like I told you, like artists, bro. I like putting stuff together. Mm -hmm. I just ain't no brands. Like if I would have saw this a while ago, I was like, oh, that's Lambin. That's Lavon. 
and yeah. like there's a certain respect <laughs> yeah. that you like oh, that, that you like it's a, yeah it's love on it's like a certain respect that you get when you actually know what you're talking about and like yeah. know what you're putting on and how you coordinate and stuff mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I learned over there like when um, the player association they put together this great program we were at the Petroni Business School over there and we were able to meet all these business executives oh you was part of the fashion program they exactly. did okay yeah. I did see some of that yeah that's it how was I started. a group of y'all right yeah it was, it was like for like first, damn, it was like 10 of us now that I think yeah. about it yeah okay and yeah. like but players gotta like give that type of situation more love because you're thinking that's like I don't want to spend my summer with the, with the NBA why the hell do I do that I'm gonna go turn up I wanna go do my things right. but it's like nah bro they trying to put you on mm-hmm. like they put you in this room bro anywhere you go you a walking billboard whether you're into the bench player or whether you're the star player of the team you're attached to the entity of the NBA you definitely so are. people want to get to you as a mm-hmm. player because you with the NBA mm-hmm. so the way they treat you out there like the way you're able to move into certain rooms like obviously you know you got a hoop it comes to some certain status but being in that environment, bro, yeah. it's all walks of life in so one room. Yeah. You never know who you're meeting. I yeah. met this person, all of a sudden, me and him doing business together five years from now. Straight oh, up. we just met in Milan Fashion Week. And I don't know, bro, like I said, I've just taken such a an interest, like, just in the mm. game within the game yeah. and just a lustful How life, did bro. Because I know your sister got a chance to experience this with you. How was it for her? So my sister, you know, she's an aspiring model herself. Mm-hmm. And, Dope. yeah, she's... um. She's six three, mm-hmm. you know, and in that modeling community, that's not like an ideal height. Mm-hmm. Like people think models are all tall, not yeah. like a five eight, five nine, long yeah. legs. That's what they go for. Six three, you're pushing it a bit. So she been a little like kind of body shamed, like the modeling industry itself, right? And she wasn't able to get opportunities for herself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, bro, the message in the messenger, bro. You're in the fucking NBA. If you go over there and bring her with you, and people will see her and see mm-hmm. that exposure, like, yo, who is that? All weekend, bro. Whole time we're there. Got a funny story. We go to the Armani show mm-hmm. to the hotel. I didn't really know much about fashion. I didn't know who Giorgio Armani was. I mm-hmm. was very ignorant to it. Mm-hmm. I see him walking through and everybody's like, oh, shit, that's Giorgio Armani. Giorgio Armani. I'm like, oh, shit, that's what's up. <laughs> Same thing. Like, I'm kind of oblivious <laughs> to, the, to the fashion shit. Yeah. Maya's like, Miles, that's the Michael Jordan of this fashion shit. Like, that's Giorgio Armani. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you want to meet him? She's like, oh, I was like, fuck it, let's go meet him. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? This, this, and that. Bring it in. Now, all of a sudden, he sees he sees my little sister, and he's enamored by her. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, touching her. Just like, oh, my God. It's so nice to meet you. This, this, and that. Bro, that's an experience you would never just, like, never be able to, like, to forget, bro. It's yeah, priceless. Yeah. So putting her in those rooms, letting these brands see her, put more exposure to her. And like, experience it with Big Bro, you know? Exactly, that's, that's bro. It makes it all part of it. Straight up. Shit. Well, this is a question, because you, you done been with the team nine years, and you done had nine years worth of teammates. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick four teammates out of the nine years you done had teammates, who would be the four other teammates you would choose to rock with? I'm taking to the park. We hooping. Like, what's up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just, just if you had to, in life, like, what's up? Like if you if you had to go through a season and, and okay. out of nine years of teammates, you had people that came and went, and people are gone. If you had to pick four that you played with in the league, who would yeah. the four other four be? And good thing they all go, they all was former Pacers. So, <laughs> so yeah, he ain't one of the people that so, got multiple. You teams. ain't been a different team, but you had different teammates. So who would the starting lineup be? Okay, I mean. Obviously, throw PG in there. Okay. He running uh, the two or the three? I'm putting TJ at the two. Okay. Because I'm going to be versed on my three, four positions. At the four? Hmm. Because I'm putting myself at the five. I'm okay. at the four. I played the four. I hate that shit. I'm the five. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my three, this is going to surprise people, Bojan Bogdanovic. He's a fucking killer, bro. Okay. Bucket. He a killer, bro. Bucket. He a killer. Like, he... 
you know, not give you too much defensively, mm-hmm. but offensively, yeah. like, nah, he, he, he go to. <laughs> like, you do anything. PG. PG, Bojan. At the, the one is a tough one because he's just say Tyrese off rip, but I play with some great point guards, bro. Yeah. Mm. Jeff Teague, bro. Jeff I'm playing Jeff Teague at the one. Okay. I really liked my experience with Jeff, bro. He, Shout out yeah, Teague. Mm-hmm. I put Jeff at the one, PG at the two, Bojan at the three. I'm missing my four. Who's your four? Yeah. I know who you're going to say. I'm going to wait for him to say it, though. Nah, you think I'm going to say Thad? No. Nope. Nope. No. All right. All right. I don't know what I think. Okay, let me think. Um, I rock with other four. I mean, you got to go. Oof. I'm surprised. I need space to work, bro, too, at the same time. I can't <laughs> so clog that four. So, uh, I'm surprised you ain't go with Lance, make him dance. Lance is someone who will grab me a great spark off the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, for real. I thought that's a role that he was able to kind of accept, like, with at least my time with him. Yeah. And he really get that shit going. But, yeah, shout out to Bourne, bro. That's my dog. Um, four. Yeah, bro, I'm, st- I'm stumped on the four. Because, like I said, I need David space West. to work. I didn't play with David West. What? You yeah. didn't? Yeah, I was a, I was sure a year right it. after I, him, that's bro. Why, that's, that's why you thought it was yeah. Yeah. That'd like, be perfect. Wait, like, how you taking that That'd be perfect. I was oh, a year he, he left. Oh, he went to San Antonio okay, okay, when okay. I got drafted. That makes but that would have been, yeah, that would have oh, been I'm easy. like, you got to be. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm a little stunned, bro. Honestly, bro, here's another one that's a little slept on as well. I'm going to just put him at the four just because, like, I was able to actually play with him. Jordan Hill, bro. Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill was, he was a nice. bucket, bro. Yeah. A bucket. Right hand is going to get to it. Yeah. Um, he's going to hook your ass. <laughs> the only, and then the only other person I would I would have said the four is Al Jefferson. But like yeah, I said, I need space Al's to kind of operate. Yeah. But Big Al was yeah. one of my OGs too, bro. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> that boy gonna hold it up. Uh-huh. Wait on you now. That shoulder lean. But yeah, bro. That's probably how I go. I'm going to put Jay Hill at my four, bro. All right. Start bench trade. You got to oh, start one, you got to bench one, you got to trade one. KG, I Duncan, it. Rashid. I knew it. Oh, people sleep on Rashid Wallace, bro, because that motherfucker was a, one of the first pick and pop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. To it, bro. Nah, she was definitely yes, a beast. Yes, bro. I guess it's situational. I don't want to read too far into it because she'd definitely go off on the rest, go off on everybody. And I don't know, bro. Okay. <laughs> So he said Duncan, Garnett, and she, right? Yeah. I'm starting Duncan just Sorry, because, Duncan. bro, he's just dependable. He's solid. You know what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the order. It's just Duncan, Garnett, Sheet, I guess. Okay. Because, you know, okay. I said, like, I'm I got to I got to have him there, Sheet. I can trade him. I get a great asset back for him. Because I, <laughs> I know what he brings to the table. Straight up. Tell me this question I like to ask, man. You didn't, you know, you didn't had a couple extensions. A couple bags. You know, a couple mm-hmm. bags your way. You you well off. You cool. I wanna know, you know, like you said, you already took care of mom and pops, got yeah. them housed, they all good. What did Miles do for himself? Like when you got when you felt like thing? you didn't did it, like that first big, big purchase where you was like, no, I'm just getting this. I got to have this, whatever, whatever. It might have been stupid back then. You mm-hmm. might grow up now and be like, I should have did. But like, <laughs> what did you do back then when you first felt like, all right, I got a little cash. I'm about to go do this, do uh-huh. me something nice. What did you do? So funny thing, bro, I've never been in the cars, never been to like to nothing like that. But man, being from Texas, bro, 
I always want a big ass pickup truck. You know that was the first <laughs> one. I want a big ass pickup truck. You put the truck. horns on there. Everything, bro. I <laughs> suit, I suit that bitch all the way. It was a Ford Raptor, but it was the ones with like the kind of like the little like a uh, grills, a little skills yeah, on yeah. top. And it was something about that shit we had seen it in high school. All boys was talking about that like my junior year. Had that bitch lifted up. Everything, bro. Yeah. Blacked out. You already out. know. System nah. in that bitch. I remember I drove. I drove at the, the, the campus for the first time. Blah, blasting my shit, rolling through. Like yeah. just, just felt like you made it. Same, like same yeah, type of deal. You gotta have but that, that was jump. my first like real like. And I didn't really splurge. Like, it was probably like, you know, like 120K. Yeah. But like at the time, I was like, 120K. Like, hey, look, see, like, he don't know nothing about these vibes. That is definitely the vibe what you just said. First thing you're going to do once you get the whipper, I'm hitting campus. Exactly, bro. All Stone those teammates bro. and everybody, you got to see this. You got to see bro. me. Like, hold on. Like, you, 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 you see this new shirt on me, boy? Hold on. Come up with some sunglasses. Like, oh, what's up, y'all? I'm one of them. I'm back. You feel me? <laughs> bro, and this is funny, bro, because we I went back and... Um, Isaiah Taylor, Prince Ebay, Cam Ridley, bro. They was right there. And I was about to, I was like, man, fuck it. I'll take you out to class. Cool. Let's get it. Right? Come on. Yeah, I'll give you a ride. Yeah, up, bro. So yeah, man, I'm I ain't got the, nothing else to do. Let we, me go ahead. We're in the <laughs> elevator, right? Gosh, let me see the keys. What whip you guys? I got a Ford. It's like, and I see the vibe drop, bro. <laughs> the vibe drop. This shit was the funniest shit. <laughs> I was like, he was like, Ford. He was like, Raptor. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then was like and then it was like, okay, full rep. Then we get outside and they see that bitch lifted, got the lights at the bottom, got all Ready that shit. Ready to was go? Like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So in class, bro, we was bumping that damn uh, uh, that Chief Keith, bro. We was bumping Chief Keith on the uh, way to class, had that bitch all that the way finito? up. <laughs> My God, oh, bro. Oh, man, that's the first thing <laughs> real ones want to do. We got to pull back up the count. You got to see me in all yes, this splendor bro. now. Like, I just <laughs> Fresh off the lot now, you know that. Exactly, bro. <laughs> you gotta That's see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you want? You brought your blessing. What's wrong with y'all? Look at this. I could have been right up. <laughs> you missed it. Oh, oh funny shit. All right, man, that was dope, man. We appreciate the big fella, Miles Turner, yes, pulling sir. up on us out here in lovely Las yes, Vegas, sir. man. That was dope, man. We appreciate you, big dog. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate the love, man. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. theplayerstribute.com.